Jackson on the drive, kicks it out for Mann. Mann, three-pointer, bang! Oh, what a man! Magic down the middle, just what I thought, a hook shot at 12, good! Here's Michael at the foul line, a shot on Elo, good! The Bulls win! They win! Now that's a steal by Murr, underneath the DJ, right there! Going up over Bell, Paul away! What's going on, guys? Welcome to a live off-season episode of Dime Dropper, where I'm going to be doing something that I don't normally do. I try to stay away from these things. Ranking my top 10 players in the NBA this season. Now, I know that's going into this season. Now, I know that can cause a lot of controversy. So I want to make it very clear before I start what my criteria is. Now, also before I start, I want to encourage everybody to subscribe. You already know the deal. All things NBA, NBA history, and of course, if you're an L.A. sports fan, this is the place to be. But if you love the NBA, I'm going to say something about your team at some point of my channel. I always do. So please subscribe. All things basketball. Love to hear from people. Give me feedback on the channel, whatever it may be. But in this episode, top 10 players, right? So before I get going, shout out to everybody in the chat. You guys are on Twitter. I see you on Twitter. Please Leave Twitter and go to the link below. I see 11 of you watching on Twitter. Come on, guys. So what you're going to do is I'm going to delete that tweet that you're watching. You're going to go underneath one message down to the YouTube link. That's where I make my bread. So come over to YouTube. I'm about to delete the Twitter tweet. All right. There it is. Okay, everybody. So here's my criteria. I What I'd like to do is I only like to go with the last two seasons Playoffs and regular season combined. Why two seasons? Because I think if you only do one season, this last season, it's very tough because circumstance, situation, injuries potentially, you know, things happen throughout the course of a season and that doesn't always indicate that someone is a better or worse player than someone just because they had one better season. But two seasons gives me a little cushion that it's like, okay, it's two big sample sizes. Three is pushing it just a tad for me. So I'm going to go with the last two seasons. It's usually how I rank. This is just usually how I've done it since I was a kid. The last two seasons, regular season and playoffs combined, and with a very heavy emphasis on the playoffs. Very. Because that is against the highest level of competition. No load management. No nothing. Everyone's playing. It's elite comp every single night where teams can game plan against you. That is where you really see how many tools you have in your toolbox. How many things you can do to counter defenses. How you contribute in the highest level of this professional basketball game. Of basketball period in the world. NBA playoff basketball. So the playoffs matter to me a lot more than regular season games, especially in today's age where we have load management and the regular season so devalued that you have a lot of gimme games. So that's my criteria. Now, you might be wondering, and this is a big sorry, unfortunate to all the Clipper fans watching this, which is obviously a lot of, a lot of you guys being that I'm a Clipper fan, but Kawhi Leonard does not qualify because he missed an entire season due to injury. Now, when Kawhi Leonard is on the court, I absolutely believe he is a top five player in the NBA. I really believe this. And the production, the numbers, back me up when he plays. But the problem is that when he plays part. And availability matters. And everybody knows as a, 
that watches me that I value that. So Kawhi Leonard does not qualify for this right now. He played a decent amount this season. Didn't play in the playoffs besides those first two games, but because he did not have an he didn't play a game in the 2022 season, not saying he should have. Please don't get it twisted and make make it seem like I'm saying that he should have played. He was out. He does not make this list. Neither does Paul George. Because not because of health, because Paul George, I just don't believe is in the top ten. Here we go. Now, I know I'm going to ruffle a lot of your feathers when I give this list because people get emotional. I want to preface this by saying I don't really have a favorite player in the NBA like that anymore. They only were players that play or played for the Clippers. That's it. So there's no real bias going into this. This is just my opinion. My lens is very different than most people's lens, especially younger fans. So I'm going to get pushback. Now, I also want to say that some of these are interchangeable. I think you can split hairs with a lot of these guys. It's not so conclusive where it's like, oh, are you kidding me? A lot of these guys are right there. It really comes down to preference at the end of the day. But I want to hear your pushback, so toss them in the comments when I say my list, and I'm going to clap back. If I had more time, let's say you could jump on here and I'd add you to the uh, to the stream yard and you can talk to me, but that's going to make us go too long. And I'm also recording this on Apple Podcasts and Spotify for the audio. So here we go. Number one, drum roll please, is shocker, Jokic. He just won the championship. He's MVP, should have been three seasons in a row really. Absolutely dominant. Usually 90% of the time, I'm going to go with the guy that's been the best player on the most recent championship team. And Nikola Jokic was playing at such a high level the previous year and the year before that. The last three seasons, he has been absolutely unbelievable. Now, the second spot. Very, very debatable between two guys in my opinion. But these two guys are clearly my guys that I'm going with in Tier 1. I think a step above the rest of the league right now. That's not counting a healthy Kawhi. But these three guys for me... I think the last three years have been the best players in basketball. And the second one I'm going with is the second most recent finals MVP, and that is Steph Curry. Steph Curry did not have a good series against the Lakers. Him on the ball a lot really wore him out. Klay Thompson and Draymond Green really did not come through for him. But that being said, Steph still didn't play that well. That being said, though, he still dropped 50 on the road in a Game 7, which was a record. He is... Not just an all-time great player for his era. He is an all-time great... I'm sorry. He is not just a great player for his era. He is an all-time great player in the history of this game. And he is still, to me, in the twilight of his prime. But he plays at such a high level. And did we... I said the last two seasons in my criteria. Did we not see him in 2022 playoffs? I mean, that was unbelievable. To come off the bench to start the series, the kind of selflessness that that shows. And I, the reason why I give him the tiebreaker over my number three guy, which is obviously Giannis, is just the skill aspect. I usually tend to go with when it's a tiebreaker in this sense of two players being just around the same level for me. I like to go with the guy that has more skill, that can get me more different kinds of shots than the guy that might be more athletic or stronger. I know my uh, my man Fabian is the exact opposite, and he always gives me shit for that. I do think physical advantages matter, but at the end of the day, Giannis cannot shoot consistently outside the key. Steph Curry, you literally cannot give him an inch of room. He's one of the great nuclear weapons we've ever had on the offensive end of the court, and even though Giannis is a significantly better defender, I personally, and again, this comes to preference, I like Gian- Steph Curry by just this much right now. And part of that is because I don't think that Giannis has improved in the last two years, ever since he won. I really don't. 
I, I didn't see it in the playoffs at all, even though he was hurt. I didn't see it in the regular season this year at all. I think he was still amazing, but I didn't see him take any leaps. So, But Giannis is still the third best player, and I think you can argue he's the second best as well. Now, this is where it's going to get tricky for me. There's a lot of candidates for this fourth spot. A lot of people might say Luka. Luka Doncic, unbelievable player. Kevin Durant, unbelievable player. Some might say LeBron, but to say he's still top five is, is crazy to me. Now, if the if the argument was just playoffs, and I can guarantee everyone's healthy, then LeBron, he might be in consideration for top five. But I do not think that LeBron James has a case, a real case for top five right now, if it's by my criteria, which is regular season and playoffs. And I said health matters. It is knocking Kawhi out. So LeBron and KD both, they're not in the clear with that at all. Jason Tatum, Joel Embiid, the current MVP, these are names that are thrown out there. But I've gone with somebody who I've been high on for a couple of years, and if we're talking the last two seasons, playoffs and regular season combined, how many guys, first off, let's just take out the regular season for just a second. How many guys have been better than this guy in the last two postseasons? I'll wait. I'm going with Jimmy Buckets. Top five. Yup. I'm going with it. And I know that's one of the ones I'm going to get major pushback for. But I just think Jimmy Butler maximizes his talent at all times. He gives you everything. He's a very underrated playmaker. He's the only real knock on Jimmy. He's not the most skilled scorer in the world. He's not. You know, he might not be a number one option scoring the ball on a championship team. He might not. But right now, I got to go with him over the other guys because to me, Made it to the championship and one game away from it the previous season. I think Jimmy Butler, the way I see it, I just can't go with these other guys over him. I'm sorry. But we can talk about it in a sec. Now, number five, I'm going with the guy that I think is right there with him because he's a two-way player and he is just absolutely, I, I wouldn't say amazing, but he steps it up in the playoffs. I think he does eventually when the team loses. You've seen him falter a little bit. But I think he's a man for the big occasion. And that is number five for me. And I switched up on this. I used to say Luka, but this season, I'm going with Jason Tatum as of now. Because I've seen Jason Tatum guard the great players in the league. And for two straight seasons, Jason Tatum has made it to the conference finals, led his team there. One season in the finals, one game away from the finals this season, had that injury. He, the thing about Tatum is, his lows are really bad because his shot selection is really questionable. He falls in love with the three and playing with all eyes on him behind the three-point line, dancing with everyone loading up. He falls in love with that. But as far as Luka, he also falls in love with that. The difference is I'd say Luka's a better offensive player because of his playmaking. But Jason Tatum defends at such a higher level, and Luka didn't make the play-in. So I'm going with Jason Tatum. I'm sorry. The defense, like I said the last two seasons, and with the way Jason Tatum defended Kevin Durant, like I know people don't seem to prioritize 1v1 defense anymore, but that showed a lot of I'm fucking here from him. Luka couldn't do that in his wildest imagination. That Jason Tatum is checking one of the great scorers to ever play the game. And you listen, I know what the pushback's going to be. That was a team effort. You're damn right it was a team effort. But he was guarding him from the tip-off as the primary defender. And that shit is not easy. The reason why I'm giving Jimmy the edge over Tatum is because I think he has personally outplayed him in the two series. Last Eastern Conference Finals 2022, Jimmy's team lost, but I think he outplayed Jason Tatum. 
And this one, I think it was neck and neck. It really was. But Jimmy's team won, so I got to give him the edge. And here's the thing. Jason Tatum has a lot of growing room. There's no question that this is only going to go, this argument, Tatum versus Jimmy, is only going to go in Tatum's favor moving forward. Jimmy's in his prime. He's at the peak of his powers right now. So I'm going to go with Jimmy's peak over the Tatum uprising. But Tatum is my number five right now. And here's the thing. It's arguable. I think you can go with Luka. I really do. But I'm knocking Luka, and I'll tell you why. Number six, I'm going with the current MVP and a guy that really could have won MVP any of the last three seasons. That's Joel Embiid. Now, in the playoffs, Joel Embiid is not better than LeBron. He's not better than AD. He's not better than Luka. He's not. He's not better than KD. He's not even better than Booker. I would take all those guys. I might even take Trey Young in the playoffs over Embiid. But the reason why I got to go with Embiid is because I did say regular season plus playoffs. And in the regular season, he's been a top three player in the league for three straight seasons. He's been unbelievable. He's really taken leaps offensively. And in the first round, he's still a beast. This first round, he was a beast. He was drawing double teams every time he touched the ball and making good plays. And then against Toronto, he had a spin three. Like, he he reverse pivot, pulled up for three to win the game at 7-2. When have we ever seen that happen in the playoffs? So, Joel Embiid, he's still really good. But then in the second round against higher level competition, he falls in love with the jump shot and... I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of the way he plays. He just seems like he settles way too much, even though he has great footwork and he's super skilled, but he settles way too much. It's like he wants to be Kobe, but you're like, dude, you're 7'2". Like, you have a physical advantage. But sixth place, I'm giving him that edge. Now, here's the thing. My next guy is a better playoff player with him, but here's why I got to knock him. Luca. Look, Luca. I was... Everybody knows that fucks with my channel that I've been a big Luka defender in many ways. That doesn't mean I'm a fan, but I always defend him because I know firsthand. Seen him play live five times, one of them seventh row, and four times in the playoffs. I know how great this guy is. He is a tank. He is 6'7 and wide and can get wherever he wants to on the floor. The problem with Luka is I think he plays the game the hard way and was also on a dog shit roster and that hurts him that absolutely hurt him reggie bullock fell off a cliff maxi kleba fell off a cliff but my thing with luca is he really gained weight as the season went on and i'm not just saying that i saw it because i looked at mavs games before i made that video if you haven't seen the video i made on luca Doncic and the Mavs missing the playoffs last year. It was with two Mavs fans, two content creators, Bibbs and SJ. And I brought them on because they cover the Mavs and talk about them every game to tell me the story of their catastrophe of a season. And I really recommend that episode. And they told me that, yeah, Luka obviously deserves the least amount of blame. He's carrying the team. But the front office, this is the team that they put out there, right? This is the team that they put out there. The Mavs front office deserves a lot of the blame for Luka dropping spots in, in my list. Who gives a fuck about my list, by the way? I don't even give a fuck about it. I'm just doing it because I know you guys like to hear me talk about this stuff because I don't do it. Luka is one of one, and he had to carry. But my thing is this. I saw when I was watching some games, Luka in the beginning of the season was slim. He looked much bigger at the end. So he was gaining weight. He was slowing down. And the way that he plays constantly on the ball he has no off-ball game at all. 
in the NBA that I've seen in the NBA. He doesn't come off curls enough. He doesn't post up enough. Although, actually, you know what? He, he's been posting up more. I'll give him that. That's one thing I think he's added more, which I like, especially the last two seasons. But I like that in 2022, they had this curl with him coming off, you know, stagger screens, curling to his right where he had that lob option, or he could just go into the body for the right-handed layup. I thought that was really lethal. And when teams, you know, kind of shot the gap or tried to go underneath, he would just step back for the three. So I thought that that was a great action. I thought they kind of went away from it. And one thing I wanted to see with Luca when Kyrie came was him really sacrifice a little bit and nothing seemed to change. It's very take turns. It's very just Luca at the top of the key dancing and dribbling so much. In, in my opinion, he does over dribble. He does hold the ball too long. And I know he didn't have anyone besides Dinwiddie before, uh, before the trade. But there's no excuse to me when, here's my thing, right? This is the problem with these kind of players. LeBron is included in this. Harden, when he was doing it this way, this constant ball domination, high pick and roll every play, 90% of the time. What happens is these guys are going to be amazing because they can get you a good shot every single time down. But what happens is they're going to get gassed playing this way. And then they're the ones that have to close because nobody else is confident enough to get the ball and make huge plays when the refs are calling it a little bit looser, letting you play a little more physical. High level, high stakes at the end of a game. You think a guy that's touched the ball five times all on catch and shoot is going to be able to create a shot for you no you play that way you're going to have to close the game that's what people don't realize they but at the end of the game they'll have 32 9 and 7 and they'll say it's everyone else's fault you don't it doesn't work that way to me i've been a point guard i know what rhythm is like you don't even have to play at a high level to understand that and these are nba players so they have even less reason to to neglect them because what i've noticed about the nba over my you know, 19 years watching, which of course is not that much, granted, is, Jesus, my green screen is bugging out. But anyway, one thing I've noticed is there are certain instances where you can get results with way less talent on the court just because these guys are all NBA players. And when you're playing hard and playing defense and moving the ball, especially with the spacing of the modern NBA, the way the game is played, you can win on a given night. You can really win on a given night. So, they have the Mavs to me. The reason why I'm knocking Luca is because he doesn't play. He stopped playing defense the way he did last season. And some might say, "Oh, it's because of what he's doing offensively." Well, then let Spencer handle the ball more a little bit. Like the thing is, he's not a catch and shoot player. It's just he plays one way right now. And until I see that change, uh, I'm gonna knock him a little bit. But mainly, they didn't make the play-in. There's no excuse. I don't care how much Maxi Kleba and what's his name declined. Reggie Bullock. I don't care that Dwight Powell is the worst starting center in the league. Luka Doncic took a team that the only difference was Jalen Brunson. Granted, Jalen Brunson was amazing. Tim Hardaway also came back. That should help the offense, but Tim Hardaway hurts the defense. So a lot of things that were just tough for the Mavs, but to me, they should not have missed the play-in. That was nuts to me, and Luka has to get ding points, especially because Bibbs and SJ in the video said that Luka wasn't perfect. They said that his defense wasn't good. He was complaining too much. He doesn't set the same tone as a Tatum or a Jimmy from an effort standpoint on both ends of the floor. I'm not saying guys don't like playing with him. I'm not saying he's a bad leader. I'm not saying any of that. But it's a different tone when you're playing with a guy that's going to dive on the floor like Jimmy, you know, guard the best player like Tatum. And then you have a guy like Luka who's amazing offensively, but he's going to pound, pound, pound the ball. And then on defense, he's going to be a little lazy. He admits that he's lazy from how much we, you know, he's doing offensively. So, and it didn't change with a new coach, Carlisle to kid. 
And so, yeah, they wanted to keep their pick and they didn't go for it, whatever. But the fact that they're even in that position and they got Kyrie Irving, another great player. And why is it a bad fit, people are saying? You think their offense is going to struggle? Because I don't, even if it is take turnsy. We saw LeBron and Kyrie Irving take turns to win a ring. But Luka and Kyrie can do that, a different version of that. The problem is they need better defenders around them. And they've gone, they went out and got Grant Williams. Hopefully that'll help. Maybe Rashawn Holmes will help a little bit. It's not too significant. The main difference is they're going to have Kyrie for a full training camp. My thing is this. Kyrie Irving is brought in to help you offensively, and they didn't do any better. You know why? Because they can't guard, and that starts with those two. Even though their effort was a little higher at the end of the season, especially Kyrie Irving because I watched some of those games, Luka, eh, it's when I'm comparing him to Embiid, who's a very good rim protector, when I'm comparing him to Tatum, who's guarding the best player in playoff series, I'm comparing him to Jimmy, who's fantastic defensively. Luka... He's where he's at for a reason. And that's what I got to go with, with seventh place for Luca. Now, number eight. Number eight is KD, Kevin Durant. Now, Kevin Durant is tough because having him this low feels weird because he's been such a mainstay in the top, what, five for so long. KD is definitely on the decline. I think he's been on the decline since he came back from that injury in the 2022 season. He did not play well in the playoffs at all against Boston. It was quite frankly embarrassing. But the thing is, we still hold him to such a high standard. He was getting guarded a certain way. And when you watch the way the Celtics guarding him, it's really a sign of respect. You know, loading up your whole defense against this guy, sitting on his spots, just making it an effort to make his life hell, being physical with him. That's the respect that Kevin Durant garners as a scorer. And my thing is, as a player in general, and also, he is a much better defender than people give him credit for. And I calculated something when it comes to KD. First of all, I said the last two years, playoffs and regular season combined, right? Kevin Durant, in the beginning of the 2021-22 season, that was polluted by the Kyrie Irving vaccination situation, he and an out-of-shape James Harden were top two in the East, and KD was playing amazing basketball on two, you know, amazing basketball on both ends of the floor. Amazing. And he got hurt. That was very unfortunate. Then Harden got traded. And then obviously at the end, they rebounded, got the seventh seed, and got the fuck out of there with Boston destroying them, and KD was playing like ass. But I want to remind people that he was playing at an MVP level in that pre-injury part of the season. Now, this past season, again, he was playing incredible basketball with the Nets. They were top two. They had a winning streak. And then all of a sudden, the Kyrie Irving situation happens. The Nets front office is not sold on giving him they you know an extension so he asked for a trade he he and Joe Sy Kyrie Irving and Joe Sy and Sean Marsh don't see out of eye goes to Dallas and then Kevin Durant goes to Phoenix and helps them immediately they were like undefeated for a minute and then they obviously weren't that impressive in the playoffs but then again they won the most games against the eventual champion Nuggets and that is because Kevin Durant and Devin Booker are amazing scorers and for all the shit we give KD he yeah he didn't have a better playoffs than Booker he didn't but again I said the last two seasons Devin Booker if he outplays Kevin Durant again for a playoff run 
then I'll say he's better than KD now because he's just in his prime and KD's declining. But as of now, I don't know if I can say that with confidence that Devin Booker is better than Kevin Durant just because he was better than the playoffs. because Just because he was better in this postseason. Kevin Durant is still that guy. He still has a ton of experience. And at the end of the day, Russell Westbrook who and Ka- Kawhi Leonard were the guys that were clearly designated as our stoppers in that first-round series against Phoenix. And they were guarding KD to start the series and only switched because Devin Booker was taking advantage of whoever was guarding him besides those two. And he was cooking. Same thing happened in the Denver series. Aaron Gordon was guarding KD. Then he started guarding Booker for stretches when Booker got hot. So the other teams saw KD as that number one option, as that number one threat that they were putting their best player on. And by the way, Kevin Durant's record in the regular season the last two seasons... 70 and 32. That is pretty darn good on two different teams. So, and in this playoffs, let me pull up the stats for this playoffs too. Because we're so I think we hold KD to such a high standard. 29 points, nine rebounds, five and a half assists on 48% shooting. Now the three ball is what sticks out. Only 33% from three. But he shot 4.6 in them a game, which is not too high, which you like to see, honestly. Although some people like him to shoot more threes, but he was only shooting 33%. I don't mind it at all. But those are some really good numbers for a guy who I just said wasn't that great in the playoffs. That's the standard that we hold Kevin Durant to. So I'm going with KD at 8. Number 9 is the guy that I had a hard time putting up against. Now remember, if you just got in here late, Kawhi Leonard is not on my list because it's the last two seasons and he missed a full season. And I I honestly have no Clipper pride, so to speak, into telling you that Kawhi Leonard is top 10 without prefacing it by saying, if healthy. And even though KD missed more games last season, what KD didn't do was be hurt in the playoffs. He was able to last for the entire playoffs. So... I don't feel as though we have a top 10 player on our team because he doesn't play enough for me to feel that way. And that's my God-honest truth. So that's why I don't, I can't put KD, uh, Kawhi there if it's by the last two seasons. If it's the last three seasons, that changes the discussion. Kawhi's obviously going to be in my top 10. But right now, it's fine that he's not in it. So number nine is his partner in crime, a guy that everyone seems to hate for some reason, but I think he just does not get his due credit. And that is Devin Booker. Devin Booker, for the last three seasons, has been, if we're talking regular season and playoffs combined, he has to be a top five to ten player. Not not top five, but top ten for sure. I mean, in 2021, second seed. And in the playoffs, best player on a finals team. Say what you want about the players that he played against. He still had to play at an extremely high level, and he's not the only player to play against injured teams. He is such a versatile scorer, which makes him very easy to play with. He catches the ball and makes a quick decision. One to two dribble, pull up. The thing with Book, he doesn't always create that many clean... I would say some people knocked him for not getting to the rim enough. But in the playoffs, that's not what I saw. He was getting to the rim pretty easily. So he averaged 33 points in the playoffs. Didn't teams seem like they didn't have any answer for him? So D-Book... He didn't play amazing in the finals in 2021, okay. But Devin Booker was still pretty great. Chris Paul was worse, I think, in that finals. And Giannis was just better than them. 2022, he was amazing in the regular season. Amazing. Best shooting guard in the league, no doubt about it. 2022 regular season. Playoffs, he got hurt. He still played well until Game 7. 
he choked. No ands, ifs, or buts about it. He choked. And then this past season, injured a good amount in the regular season, but he still was amazing when he did play. And in the playoffs, he was insane. My Clippers, we couldn't do anything about him. He made every shot. And I think he's been so consistent. And I love the way he scores. He can post up. He can turn over either shoulder. He can pull up going in either direction. He can work quickly off the catch. He can play off the ball. He's a much improved playmaker and passer that people don't realize. And he plays much more defense since Monty Williams became his coach. I just think he's so efficient in what he does. I think people really sleep on him because they don't like him. And he's a kind of a front runner. I do agree. I don't say I don't love his personality so much, but I think his game, he's one of my favorite players to watch. He keeps it simple. He doesn't need all the dribbles and all the nonsense. And anyway, I'm going with Booker number nine. That's, I know, my second most controversial besides Jimmy. And the last one, here we go. Time to hurt some feelings. Laker fans, I know you're like, where are my guys at, man? Where are my guys at, Dime? Number 10, in the 2022 season, LeBron James was better because AD was out. I think LeBron played. Let's go to the Lakers real quick. So, I'm yes, I'm spoiling it. It is a Laker. It is a Laker. But AD and Braun, both, I don't think you can brag about this season. I know what LeBron was doing was impressive for his age, but the averaging 30 points or 29, yeah, yeah, 30 points a game on a team that, you know, even when you played, they were under 500. And you just lost left and right. And a lot of those were meaningless points when you were getting blown out. Um, and I watched those games. Either when you were getting blown out or just not able to close the games. Going back to that whole thing about Luka closing. LeBron, same thing. And it's because he didn't have the energy to do it because he's older. And he wasn't playing any defense in 2022 either. But he played 16 more games than AD. So in that season, I give LeBron the edge. What he's doing at his age was still insane. I still give him. I may have said he was top 10 back then. He def- I definitely was saying he was top 10 back then. But this season, LeBron played, let's see how many more games than AD. It was close. AD played one more game, right? And then in the playoffs, I was doing the games. I, I did every game. I was, you know, I watched the Lakers every night. It's, it's, it's Anthony Davis. It's Anthony Davis for me. And yes, I know that means that LeBron is not top 10 and that's going to get everyone mad because his fans are so sensitive. But here's my thing. In 20, after the bubble, I was, that was my peak of like, I didn't like LeBron straight up. I just didn't like, I turned on him. I fully turned on him. I was really bitter about the whole recruiting Kawhi thing and the fact that the Lakers won the ring in the bubble. And so, but I still said he was the best player in the world. I really still said that going into the, you can go, I have the receipts. That's the crazy part. In the 2021 season, I said LeBron was the best player in the world. And you know what? I say that the turning point of his career in terms of health was when the Solomon Hill ankle thing happened. Because before that, he was still in best player in the world consideration. He has not had the same burst since then. Not at all. I don't care what anyone says. Because that period, he was still able to be a beast offensively and be pretty ball dominant and play solid defense throughout the season, not just in the playoffs. Playoffs and season. He can't do that anymore. And that's okay. I mean, eventually this guy has to become human, right? Like, what are we doing? The standard that we hold LeBron to, is just, it's just crazy to me. I mean, let's let's put into perspective who he is besides the numbers you got to watch the games i watch the games i watch all the lebron games because i don't take him for granted i want to watch his games because i know how special he is here's the thing though 
He was not the same after he came back from the Solomon Hill injury. In the playoffs, he shot the bed after AD got hurt. He basically gave up. I don't want to hear anyone defend that. He didn't shoot anymore. He was It was ridiculous. He started scoring in Game 5 when they, when they came out without even trying in the first quarter. Oh, my God. Don't even get me started on that 2021 quit job where he walked off the court. That shows you. I think AD is so valuable. I think he's the best defender in the NBA. That's why he's number 10 on my list, and he was better than LeBron in this playoffs. I think LeBron was excellent in the playoffs, though. Excellent. And if this was just playoffs, no regular season, LeBron is easily top 10. Easily. And I still think you can argue he's top 10. I still think you can put him in the argument with some of these guys, but he's, he still missed. Let's see. LeBron, he hasn't played 60 games since 2020. So, you know, he's right now, the last two seasons, he's missed 20-plus games. He hasn't been super healthy. What's amazing is how great he still is, even with these injuries. That's what's amazing about him. And this postseason, he was awesome, but he wasn't better than AD. He just wasn't. But I love the way he approached this postseason. I really do. At the end of the day, LeBron James has been a top five player from probably 04-05. Definitely 05-06, he was top five. From like 04-05, maybe, to 2021. 17 years of being top five. What other player in the history of basketball can say that? So my list for him to say he's 11th, boo fucking who? You know what I'm saying? But let me read the comments. Now I want to hear the pushback. Let's read all the comments. Okay. What's up, Jesse? What's up, Tony PR? Good to see everybody. Nick Pillow. Dylan Brooks better be top three, he says. Oh, Ryan. Shout out, Ryan. Says Tatum top one. Tony PR doesn't like the Tatum love. Showtime Nick says, I don't think LeBron is any longer top five. Well, I hope, I'm thankful you agree with that. Tony PR was ahead of the curve talking about Jimmy Butler. But yeah, it doesn't seem like there's too much pushback on the list. So, you know, toss a dollar a dime for your boy. It really helps. But that's going to be it for me tonight, guys. Make sure you comment on the video. Uh, let me know what you think about what I said, about my list. And maybe give me your list in the comments. So, when this video ends, make sure that you guys comment and let me know what you think for the algorithms. Uh, I'm going to have more videos released while I'm out of town. Some that are going to be vlogs from NFL games I went to last season, pretty short, so check those out. And uh, maybe the last part of the Mellow Knicks episode series of his era in New York with Fabian. So going to be releasing that. But comment on this video when it's over. Thanks, guys. Peace.